Prepare to experience the strongest radio allowable by law. Secrets will be revealed. Myths dispelled. From the studio gym where excuses never apply. It's Superhuman Radio with your host, Carl Lenore. Welcome back to another episode of Superhuman Radio. Today is March 25th, 2020. For those of you listening to this show 100 years from now and realize we really knew what we were doing here in this audience. I want to thank my title sponsor, Legendary Foods, the remarkable tasty pastry, which is basically a Pop-Tart with 9 grams of protein, less than 1 gram of sugar. So healthy. Give them to your kids. They won't know they're healthy. Uh, great dessert, and of course, their amazing nut butters, which are too vast to, to name all of them, uh, but I can tell you that every one of them is delicious. I eat them out of the jar. Uh, again, zero sugar in their nut butters. Uh, go to eatlegendary.com, show them some love. Uh, they make this show possible. So we've been talking about genetics and epigenetics now for pretty much the entire time I've been doing this show in one way or another. And we know that you are not a hostage of your genetics. Uh, in fact, many of the twin studies uh, that we've talked about on this show over the years have shown that two twins come out of the same womb, uh, grow up in the same household, and then go off in different directions in life. And, you know, one develops breast cancer, the other doesn't. They both have the BRCA gene. Uh, so th- this has been a big eye-opener because for a long time we thought, Genetics was everything. It was basically you live or die by your genetics. The analogy I like to use about genetics is like this. You know I spent a lot of time with racehorses. Your genes are like a racehorse. They have potential. They may have some problems, you know, sore shins. The jockey you put on the racehorse determines whether or not that racehorse is going to win a race or break down during a race. Epigenetics is like that jockey. And the things that you encounter in your life, those determine your outcome way, way more so than your genetics. We have two fantastic guests on the show today. Uh, we have, of course, returning Dr. William Seeds. How you doing, Dr. Seeds? Doing great, Carl. Good, good. And then we are joined by Dr. Daniel Elias Martin Herans. Did I pronounce that right? Yeah, that's fantastic, Carl. <laughs> okay, but I'm just going to call you Danny to make it easier that's, for me. That's uh, all good. That's all good. All the way from the UK. And, and ultimately what you're going to learn today is why it's important to pay attention to epigenetics. And now you actually can. And this audience is going to get an offer that has never been available in this world ever before. So just keep that in mind. So, Dr. Seed, since you kind of hooked all this up, um, bring us along with this. Why, why is it even important that we pay attention to our epigenetics? Well, Carl, this, this is a great question and a, a great lead-in to, I think, what is going to be the way in the future that we look at health and we look at how the environment and the world affects our health. And 
this has been something, you know, I, I uh, lead the International Peptide Society. We're involved in significant research in the use of peptides. And we've done, I think, tremendous things in, in changing how we're able to improve cell efficiency and change the scope of how we look at cardiac disease, diabetes, immune disease, and cancer. And we've made significant strides with this, just like we do with exercise, just like we do with nutrition. You know, the two top players that you can actually see changes in the body. You can look at body composition. You can look at things like body logic and look at muscle mass and bone density and all of those things that can change. And those are things we can look at. Lab testing is a little different and individual and it, 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 it's, it's controversial as far as, you know, what real improvements are we making in somebody's life? And I've been fascinated with the genetic code and understanding the potentials of if we could really harness what the genetic code is supposed to do, and if we could monitor it and follow it, that would be the ultimate way to look at how all of these things affect the body and the cell efficiency, basically. So, so this is this kind of let me led us down the pathway of this of looking at epigenetics, which is basically it is the environmental forces, the the uh, metabolic forces, nutrition, exercise, all of these things together, and how they play a role in commanding what your genetic code will produce. And this is what what really the focus of the, the next steps that we've seen over the last few years, we've seen this big push with what's called the biological clock. And we've seen presentations and papers now that where epigenetics can actually tell us now with great accuracy what potentially can be our biological age. So when we started seeing that and, and looking at this from uh, the, the uh, peptide side of it, we're like, oh my gosh, this is something we really need to focus on to, to really push forward all our research in moving down this pathway of using the epigenome to validate all the things that we're doing. And so that led me down this quest of looking for, okay, well, what's out there right now and what's important? Well, important aspects of looking at the epigenome, we want accuracy, we want reproducibility, we want, we want everything to represent what we're doing. And, and lo and behold, in the world, that, let me, that led me right to uh, chrononomics. And I think, uh, I think it speaks for itself, as, as Danny will, will express, and I, I've just been very fortunate to meet some very brilliant people that we're, we're all in the same line of thinking. And, and it's there on the science side, these guys were brilliant. And I'm going to let Danny take that forward. But they are on top of the game where they have given us the ability now to make those steps. And I can't tell you how excited I am and how we are excited here to look at everything across the board in how we can start changing lives. And 
And I just want to bring this point up real quick so I don't forget it. When I first met Danny and we started talking about all of this science and stuff, we hit it off really well. And, uh, I, I, and, and, and I'll never forget this recently what Danny told me. Dr. Seeds, we look at this as you are creating your digital twin. And your digital twin is going to always be there for you to follow. And I'm like, oh, my God, that makes so much sense. Yeah, especially, and- with, the, especially with my introduction with the twin model where, you, you know, you have this twin who doesn't suffer diseases and you have this twin that does. And now you can look to that twin and say, what did that twin do differently? What can I change about what I'm doing? That's actually brilliant. That's a brilliant uh, uh, perspective. Uh, Danny, t- tell me about yourself a little bit. First of all, you studied at Cambridge. You actually did your thesis on epigenetics, did you not? Yeah, that's right. Uh, thanks so much, guys, for the intro. That's that's uh, really great information, a really good way to, to kick a start this discussion. Uh, so I'm really excited to, to be here today uh, to speak with you guys. Um, so, yeah, maybe it's useful to give a bit bit of a background where, where I come from and then also maybe where chronomics come from. Um, so my journey, actually, scientific journey, started back in Spain. Uh, so I did an undergrad in biotechnology. And back then is when I got really interested in all these new technologies that were appearing to, to measure DNA in a very high throughput manner, right? And as Dr. Seeds put it, uh, you know, we live in credible times in terms of what can now be done with, with this type of data and, you know, how accessible it's becoming and, and very, very fast, right? So I got fascinated by that. And then I decided to go to uh, Cambridge University here in the UK uh, to do a master's, uh, basically focus on, uh, you know, analyzing large amounts of, of this type of data. Uh, and back then I was still, you know, pretty much coming from the genetic field, actually. So, you know, I was interested in, in the genetics of cancer uh, and this sort of things. Uh, but, you know, and that was at the time where uh, genetic tests were really starting to, to flourish and, you know, become trendy. Um, people were starting to realize that this could be used by consumers. Um, and, you know, I, I got also captivated uh, by that. But the problem that I saw with that was that, you know, we were missing a great part of the story, which is, you know, all these lifestyle environmental factors that, as you guys mentioned before, have a profound effect in, in the risk of developing uh, non-communicable diseases. So that's why, you know, uh, I decided to, to get involved with, with a type of data and, and a framework that allow me to, to also quantify those sort of things. And that led me, obviously, to, to epigenetics. And, you know, I decided to start my, my PhD uh, at the European Bioinformatics Institute, uh, which is one of the hubs of biological data in the world. Uh, and there I was lucky enough to, to be working with Professor Dame Janet Thornton, uh, who's an expert uh, in this field and also in connection with, with agents. So, you know, I got connected both. Uh, to the you know computational big data side of things, uh, the epigenetic side of things through Prof- Professor Wolf Reich as well, um, and then uh, finally to to you know the biology of aging. So that was you know uh, at the time where the main thing that was being discussed about this was uh, the epigenetic clock. Uh, so Horvath had published his you know landmark paper. Uh, you know it was a very very hot topic. Um, and, you know, I got captivated by this because, uh, you know, for me, the fact that we could measure aging so accurately and finally being able to quantify all these lifestyle environmental factors, uh, you know, that really had a big impact in, in the way that I was thinking about 
about this problem as well. So then I decided to go and spend four years of my life trying to understand, you know, what the hell is going on in, in our cells and tissues for the, for the whole rat clock to be so accurate. Um, so, yeah, essentially my PhD was, was, around, was around that, trying to understand the mechanisms of the epigenetic clock in humans. Uh, and it was, it was back then when, when I met uh, also uh, Chronomy's co-founder and, and CEO, Dr. Thomas Tapps. Um, so he was working on kind of the same problem, but from a different angle. Um, so he was looking at the mouse uh, and developing essentially what it is, the first uh, multi-tissue uh, biomarker for aging uh, in the mouse, which is the equivalent to, to the Horvath uh, epigenetic clock uh, but for a model organism. And this was obviously, you know, also very exciting because for the first time we could, we could measure this in model organisms and, you know, start to ask the question of, you know, if we, if we give this a specific drug to the mouse or if we, uh, you know, change a bit this specific genes, can we affect the aging process and hopefully one day, you know, apply this to humans? So obviously we got along very well, uh, both scientifically and, and personally. And, you know, that led us to, to try to bring this this type of data, epigenetic data, uh, you know, to, to the world, uh, to offer it to the people uh, in the context of preventative healthcare, and also, as I'm sure we will discuss a bit later, uh, go beyond, you know, biological aids and also try to measure all the main risk factors for, for non-communicable diseases. So that's a great segue into this question. So... The reality is the real magic in understanding and measuring epigenetics isn't just being able to say, "Oh, I'm I'm sixty. I'm going to be sixty-two this year. Oh, you're you're, you're going to be sixty-two, but you have the body of a forty-five-year-old." The real magic is that epigenetics influences uh, our DNA, so that we can once we understand. So, so knowing that number is no big deal to me. Knowing how to alter that number is the big deal. So with, with chronomics, you can also assess what I'm doing in my life that's influencing the genetic outcome so that I can reverse the clock. Is that, is that a fair uh, assessment? Yeah, that's right. So obviously, you know, we've been trying to solve aging uh, since, you know, humanity <laughs> is aware of death. Yeah. Um, and the main problem that we had with this was that we didn't have an accurate way to quantify aging because aging is a very broad term, right? So we're all familiar with the fact that we have a higher risk of, of dying um, over time as time passes by and also of developing uh, many diseases. Um, but, you know, until very recently, we didn't really understand, first of all, what's going on in our tissues uh, and secondly, how to measure this. And if you want to change something first you need to be able to measure it um so if you want to develop you know a drug to slow down aging first you know you need to be able to to tell whether something is working or not right and that's why you know uh, with the appearance of these new biomarkers of of the aging process in humans this has been a massive revolution um and now for the first time we're going to start to ask the question of is this drug slowing down aging in humans is this diet slowing down aging in humans? Is this type of exercise slowing down aging in humans? And, you know, just thinking about that, it's, it's really incredibly exciting time. You know, this is so exciting, Dr. Seeds, but you know what I'm thinking. This is going to piss a lot of people off who've been doing things and thinking 
that it's working for them or selling products or selling ideas that they think is going to hold back aging. And they've been wrong all along. Well, you know, at least uh, at least we're all we've all been trying. But yes, I mean, this is what science is. This is the this is the beauty of science. And 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 weak now. I mean, I, this is why any, anytime I get to talk to Danny and Tom and, and the group, I mean, this is, I, I can't tell you how exciting it is now that we are looking. I mean, we, we could talk all, I'm sure we'll have many shows to keep going here, but we've already got projects in line and are already proceeding with how we're going to look at everything. I mean, we're going to lead, we're going to lead the world in this. We're going to lead the world in showing how we change the epigenome because the beauty of this is you cannot change the genetic code you can't change what your genes are but you sure as heck can change the epigenome and that's what we're going to do and i'm i could just keep going it's it's just yeah excited i I am too i gotta tell you the truth you know um i don't think i'm aging as well as i think i am just for the record um i have some uh, what I can only call autoimmune issues that my father had, that my sister had, that my aunt Kay had. So clearly, there are certain things in my environment. There are certain foods I eat. You know, I always say this to people. You know, people go, "Oh, well, you, you know, you get your genetics from your parents, but you also get a lot of other things from your parents, like the fact that you like pasta or something like that." So it's not it's not just about your genetics. So I'm very excited about this as well, um, D- Danny. How invasive is this? Like, so if I wanted to undergo this process with uh, Chronomics, and we have a special offer, I'm going to just tease everybody. Stick around because a never before, and I, this is not sales puffery, 70% off. This used to be only available to executives and wealthy people. 70% off. We are going to put this in the reach of anybody who wants to do it, but just the first 500 people because literally this is, a, this is not even a break-even even deal. But stick around. So what do I do? do? Do I have to, what kind of test, what do I do? Blood blood work? How, how does this all work? Yeah, so one of the things that we wanted to do from the beginning at Chronomics was to make this very accessible to everyone and really, you know, uh, democratize and, you know, make it very accessible uh, to people to, to take this type of tests. And, uh, you know, the way to do this obviously is, you know, one thing is, is the cost, but the other thing, it's about how you collect, uh, you know, that, that data, right? And, you know, from the very beginning, we made the decision that we wanted to do this from saliva, which is, you know, a tissue that is very easy to, to access, very easy to collect, very easy to transport. And, you know, all you really need to do is to take, you know, basically a tube that, that we will deliver to you and then just spit on it for, you know, a couple couple of minutes, three minutes, and then that's that's about it. So, you know, the good thing is that in our saliva, we have, uh, you know, a lot of cells that come from our immune system. Um, so, you know, when people talk about saliva, they they don't really know that there are a lot of cells that are actually similar to the ones that you find uh, in blood. Uh, so this allows us, so part of the, you know, IP that, that we have developed and the R&D that, that has happened at Chronomics has been to actually uh, make these biomarkers uh, among them biological age very accurate to work from a non-invasive tissue such as such as saliva, so people can you know easily sample themselves and you know do this without without any any pain or effort. Now this had to be reverse engineered. I'm just thinking about it, right? So you had to have large populations of data, or data from large populations, 
to make your assumptions and then overlay them on the data and go, yeah, we were right about that. Is that how this all evolved, uh, Danny? Yeah, that's that's part of, of what happened, obviously. Um, so we have validated, uh, you know, that our, our biomarkers work uh, in large populations. Uh, and we have also validated that they, you know, they work very accurately in saliva. And that's, you know, that's really exciting, we think, because uh, it brings this technology you know, to, to a type of test that is very, very easy to use uh, by the people. Well, one last question. I, I'm going to go ahead, Dr. Seeds. Go ahead. Go, I'm sorry. I, I think what really need, what, what I could add to this, Danny, if, if you don't mind, is I think what's real important to understand with this technology and, and how they've brought this forward is this is next generation genome sequencing. They're doing something different than what is being done out there right now in, in what's called array sequencing. Um, for the most part, and they're doing it with great accuracy because they're looking at so with genome sequencing, next generation genome sequencing, you can look at every base pair in the genetic code. You can look at three billion pairs. The technology is there now. It's just the expense of looking at all that. Well, they've taken it to the next step where most people out there now are looking at you know, a hundred thousand uh, sites uh, or markers, maybe up to four hundred thousand if they can. These guys are looking at twenty million different markers. That's, That's enough insane. said, right there. Who developed this process, Danny? Yeah, so obviously, you know, at Chronomics, we are very excited to to bring the latest technology as well. Uh, so from the very beginning, the same way that we committed uh, to, to bring it in a non-invasive way using saliva, we also committed to use the latest technology available, right? And when we started with this, this, this was a bit risky, right? Because obviously everyone else was using a different thing. Uh, but, you know, we wanted to move the field forward. We wanted to start to collect epigenomes with a quality and quantity that was unprecedented before at population scale. Uh, and that's, you know, that's really what's, what's behind the vision of chronomics. So as uh, Dr. Sitz correctly mentioned, what we use is next generation sequencing. So there are two main types of, of technologies to measure DNA. One of them would be next generation sequencing and the other will be uh, array-based technologies. So array-based technologies, uh, they, they were used, you know, by, by the, at the beginning when people are doing genetic testing and also they are used by other, uh, you know, epigenetic testing companies, but we decided to move to next generation sequencing for different reasons. First of all, it allows us to quantify many more sites uh, in the epigenome. So at the moment, we quantify 20 million uh, positions in the DNA. That's a lot of information. Wow. That's a lot of gigas of information to, to be processed. And, you know, it gives you a really, really good view of the human epigenome. Uh, and we look at, you know, parts of the epigenome that no one else has, has seen before. And that's, you know, that obviously powers a lot of discoveries that otherwise you know, would not be possible with, with previous technologies. Uh, obviously, there are also technical considerations about, you know, how accurate and, you know, the, the potential uh, batch effects that are derived from, from array-based technologies. Uh, but without going too much into, you know, details into that, uh, basically, we, we had work in the past uh, when we were researching on, on array and we decided to kind of step up and, and bring next generation sequencing to epigenetics as the platform and, and technology of choice. Um, and obviously what this means is that this also lowers a lot the cost uh, when you consider how expensive it is to measure each one of these positions, right? So we, if you actually consider that the amount of data we're generating, 
we have the lowest cost as well. Um, so, you know, all these things are, uh, you know, really exciting uh, to, to be uh, bringing this forward. And, you know, what this means at the end for the consumer is that uh, we can go much more beyond biological age. Uh, and because we're collecting and, you know, archiving your epigenome over time at, at unprecedented resolution, we can go and build biomarkers for many other things, right? So the story doesn't end in biological age. Uh, biological age is, you know, what a lot of people are being captivated by. Uh, it's what's driving forward this uh, this interest in, in epigenetics, and that's fantastic. And we're really excited to also be providing that. But there is much more beyond biological age. Oh, right? that, I, uh, I, I have very little interest in knowing what my biological uh, biological age is because I have a face like an old shoe. So knowing that my insides <laughs> are twenty five doesn't mean something. But what means something to me is that I can stay uh, active and in, engaged in life until the last heartbeat. That's more important to me. And that means eliminating insults as I go through this journey. But I can't navigate around those insults if I don't know what they are in the first place. So th- this, is, this is so exciting. So Exactly. What about transgenerational? So what I know about my epigenetics today Will it reward my children in some way? Let's say, uh, can I say to them, we don't do good with this and this is better for us? Well, that is a very interesting and also complicated question to, to answer. So that let me, let me take a step back and let's, let's rethink about, you know, how inheritance uh, essentially happens. So, you know, obviously we pass down our, our genes, our core genetic information, uh, and everyone is familiar with that. And now the question is, can we pass down also these epigenetic marks uh, that are attached to, to our DNA and then regulate how our DNA is being read, and that can also be altered by lifestyle environmental factors. So what happens during development, so when the sperm and the egg come together and form a zygote, uh, you know, what happens from that cell until we become a multicellular organism is that, uh, you know, the something known as epigenetic reprogramming uh, goes on. And what that means is that it erases uh, previous memories, uh, you know, from, from those cells. So it erases previous epigenetic information so you can start life fresh, right? So having said that, um, you know, there are many things that can happen while you are in the womb of your mother, right? So if your mother is smoking while you're in the womb, if your mother is having a specific type of diet when you're in the womb, uh, those those type of conditions can also affect the epigenetic profile of of the baby that that is you know being being developed at, at that time and you know those epigenetic marks in that sense uh, if they are not being inherited but they are you know being passed down in an indirect way to to the next generation because because they're uh, they're shaping the environment that the that the, the, the baby is growing in that's brilliant so that means that mothers who are planning on getting pregnant should know their epigenome so that they have a better influence when they build that human inside them. Well, it's always better, yeah, to, to be at the, you know, at the peak of your health uh, when, you know, when you're trying to have children. Uh, and, you know, ideally you want to do that. I think it's important to mention for the people that, you know, this is when people talk about, for example, transgenerational epigenetic inheritance, uh, for that to actually be true, those epigenetic marks will need to be passed down beyond 
two generations. So even beyond your grandchildren, uh, there are, you know, different reasons why that's the case. Uh, but basically, you know, it needs to be proven that it goes, you know, way beyond many generations and that it's a stable epigenetic mark. So in humans to this date, there is no strong evidence yet demonstrating that. Uh, but we do have some evidence in, in model organisms, right? So it is not unthinkable that this could be happening in humans, uh, but it's still early days to be, you know, to know if, if that is the case and, you know, what is the impact for, for our health. But certainly, you know, during development, there can be epigenetic effects that, uh, you know, can affect your health later on. And, and that's, and Carl, what, 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 Danny is saying is so important because clinically we see this issue right now. If we just take diabetes as a, a problem, type two diabetes, you know, we can correct it through glucose control and think that we've got A1Cs right and glucose right. But the progenity of those people actually have in they they do pass on some clinical aspects of also dealing with diabetes where the genetic code may have not pushed it that way but these epigenetic changes these methylation changes actually have done something to influence the progenity moving forward and th- and that's where this is so fascinating um no i know the, from the clinical- and we we've actually done sh- we did a show uh which basically the summary of it was don't the mother and father shouldn't be deep into ketosis when they produce a baby because that baby will be built under an assumption that the environment it's coming into is 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 different. That I mean, we, I understand what you're saying. It's really amazing. It's it's that's why I was curious about epigenetic transference, and it makes sense that the mother should know at least what's good for her body because the child will be built under that blueprint, so to speak. Uh, so, Doctor Seeds, does the epigenome act on the gut does the gut influence the epigenome you know where there's this there's these two cosmos right now right there's the genetic and then there's the microbiome that's so fascinating some people think the microbiome is simply a remnant of your diet others think it actually drives uh things as opposed to being a passenger how does that how does the gut play into this whole epigenetic uh testing well Absolutely. So just to make it simple, the, and I hope I do this correctly, the, anything that uh, in the GI tract, um, and if we're going to use the GI tract, the, the gut and the microbiome absolutely influence cell metabolism. They influence cell efficiency. They, it influences the immune system. All of those aspects work together to make a cell efficient. Well, cell efficiency all has to do with utilization really coming down to utilizing oxygen the best it can and making ATP and NAD. And if we're if the cell loses that ability of metabolic flexibility, you start to get this signature change in how the cell may be working against the, the changes in the gut, let's say, that, that may be affecting DNA repair, um, th- things that are necessary to keep the cell cycle going, okay? And, and if, that, if all that isn't working, 
then we can get a backup in the Krebs cycle and we can get things that start affecting methylation and demethylation. Mm -hmm. And that is very important because that signaling is what controls how a gene transcribes a message to produce proteins to produce the changes the cell requires. So just nutritional changes like alteration of the microbiome can start that epigenetic signature and can change the phenotype of the cell to where methylation changes or demethylation, as I like to look at it, um, of, of histones uh, and um, DNA. Um, the DNA is chemical alterations and the histones are more post-translational changes. But what happens is you get a change in the epigenome. And, mm-hmm. and that's what we're talking about. So right. absolutely, that, that's why this is so fascinating. And this is why it's just... I mean, we could, Danny and I could probably start talking now until next week and we would still be talking because we're coming up with ideas and things that we have to do to, to change the world because this is what's going to happen. This is what's going to happen, Carl, with this information. So exciting. So if you're listening to this and watching this on Facebook and you're as excited as I am, uh, listeners of this show have an unprecedented offer. Uh, you could save 70% off if you go to chronomic c h r o n o m i c s dot com slash dr hyphen s e e d s, for those of you on Facebook, you can see the link, and you can actually get this normally a thousand and forty dollars. You can actually get it right now for two hundred ninety nine dollars to the first five hundred people because we really had to work hard to get this deal, and thank Doctor Seeds for it. To your for your for this audience, this is a this is an unprecedented opportunity for you to learn what your epigenome is. Uh, we you know so many books, so many TV shows and documentaries, so many people have written about what the perfect human diet is. Well, I stopped believing in these these silos of diets years ago. Now, when people say to me, "This is the perfect human diet," I run away. Because we all have different epigenetic influences throughout our life. You could be born in the same house with your brothers and sisters and came from the same womb with the same parents. But because of your individual journeys outside of that house, maybe you were exposed to something at a neighbor's house. Your brothers and sisters weren't. Your epigenome is different than theirs. So what's perfect diet for you is going to be different than what's perfect for everybody else on the planet because it's unique to you and your journey. It's like that jockey on that racehorse. He can go the opposite way of all the other horses if he wants to. That's his choice. That is epigenetics. You can finally unlock your epigenome that with the proper management of what you learned will influence your ability to live a disease-free and prosperous life for a limited time. 500 people, 299 Go to chronomics.com slash dr hyphen s-e-e-d-s. Don't wait too long. I know a lot of people are probably going to do this as soon as they see the show. This is as cheap as getting your, your DNA tested through one of these uh, you know ancestry groups or something like that. So much more valuable. So much more valuable. We're going to take one quick commercial break. 
We'll be right back with more. Stay tuned. Lots of good questions. I'm going to ask the hard questions. Is anybody looking at what Metformin and Rapamycin are doing when we come back? You've heard me talk about the chill pill on the show and how effective it is at helping people who suffer from social anxiety or sometimes when you just want to take the edge off uh, to a long, stressful day. Well, listen to this story from Dylan Goutreau. Definitely takes anxiety away, which I have a long history of having. Started out at two milligrams a day of Xanax. That was at eight years old. And so I stopped using benzos three years ago. Extremely difficult. Yeah, so I spent about three years trying to find anything and everything I could that would be healthy for me um, to help with anxiety. Because I'm talking, you know, full bull out panic attack. The, the chill pill was the first thing that I've found that actually in the middle of a panic attack I can take and it definitely uh, subsides. Go to drseeds.com. That's D. R-S-E-E-D-S.com. Use coupon code SHR and save 20% off your first bottle of the chill pill. Check it out. I promise this is one supplement that delivers. 7,451. That's how many people kick the bucket, buy the farm, or cash in their chips every day in the United States. Yep, that means five people are going to meet their maker during this commercial. And no, our commercials are not the cause. Half of those who punch the clock for the final time will do so without life insurance. Call Big Lou at Term Provider before you are number 7452. If you're a 50-year-old male, a tad porky with a touch of diabetes, $1 million of term life insurance may only cost about 200 bucks a month. With more verified five-star reviews than any other Lou on the radio, Big Lou has saved thousands of people thousands on their term insurance premiums. Stop procrastinating and call Big Lou today at 800-560-0301. 800-560-0301. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He doesn't want to be number 7,452. Call 800-560-0301 or BigLou.com. Men and women, you've heard about hormone optimization. Do you feel like it's something you want to look into? RenewLifeRx.com is the place to start. Their doctors can help you with the solutions. RenewLifeRx.com has a simple process for lab work, consultation, and taking a deep dive into where your hormone levels can be improved. Superhuman radio listeners get 30% off your initial lab work and consultation. Go to RenewLifeRx.com to schedule your no-obligation phone consultation today. Feel younger, get in better shape, and be more productive at RenewLifeRx.com. You've heard about blood flow restriction training since 2006 on SHR, but you're still on the fence. Well, here's the push. BFR is more effective at building muscle than anabolic steroids. That's right. I went there, but it's because it's the truth. My experience with the Be Strong blood flow restriction system is proof to me, and now I'm asking myself why I waited so long. You'll see undeniable changes in the targeted muscles in days and weeks like nothing you've ever tried before. I will never stop using them. Give Be Strong a try. Go to bstrong.training forward slash super hyphen human and use code SHR for 10% off. 
Hey, this is Carl. For 14 years, you've heard me talk about Can-See Eye Drops, and they being the reason that I do not need reading glasses at now 61 years old. But I regularly get emails and messages from people who've been using Can-See and having some amazing results. Recently, I got an email from a fellow named Chad, who, because he was on dexamethasone eye drops for over six months, developed a cataract. Can-See Eye Drops actually reduced my cataract to the point where even my doctor has a hard time finding it. I will never stop using Can-See Eye Drops twice a day. I've been using them since 2008, he says. And you should be too. There is no better way to keep your eyes healthy and seeing clearly than can see eye drops. Go to wisechoicemedicine.com today and get on board and we will both be looking into the future with very clear vision. Do you remember those delicious toaster pastries you had when you were a kid? You know, the rectangular sugar-filled snacks? Well, guess what? Legendary Foods has just made low-carb toaster pastry. This is the first of of its kind and honestly these things are amazing they have three to four net carb less than one gram of sugar and nine grams of protein you can eat them right out of the wrapper or lightly toast them the only question is which flavor strawberry or brown sugar cinnamon they're available at eatlegendary.com and amazon this is the superhuman channel evolution just got kicked up a notch Welcome back to Superhuman Radio. We're talking about something very exciting. Oh, look, I'm on the other side now. Let me move. Okay. Talking with Dr. William Seeds and Dr. Daniel Elias Martin Herans. And uh, I'm, always, I'm a big, I, I always try to pronounce people's names right. Poor Elisa. Her name is so easy, but few people get it right. It's, I feel bad. So I always try to pronounce names right. So what about uh, some of these uh, supposedly synolytics? Dr. Seeds, you and I are fascinated by them more so. I don't know that Danny follows a lot of them. Are we seeing anything? Uh, or, well, Danny would know. Are we seeing anything from any type of epigenetic uh, testing that these drugs actually, especially metformin, that's the one that bugs the hell, hell out of me. Are we seeing that this is really working for people? Yeah, no, it's. I think it's a. It's a really. It's a really interesting question. Uh, maybe I can. I can get a started, Doctor Seeds, and then you can <laughs> jump in. Just feel free to stop me at any time. Um, so obviously, I'm not a medical doctor. Um, so for that purpose, Doctor Seeds will be able to give you <laughs> better advice than myself. I can talk from where you know the science is at in terms of you know what we know about the analytics, the biology of aging, etc. So um, you know, obviously, over the over the last years. Uh, people have defined this different, what they call hallmarks of aging, which are things that are happening at the molecular level uh, that we observe, you know, happening during aging in, in many different, you know, species. And, and one of those things is that our tissues accumulate senescent cells. So these are kind of zombie cells that, you know, get there kind of stuck uh, without dividing and they start to produce a lot of like inflammation and inflammatory marks. And that obviously, you know, decreases uh, the ability of our tissues to, you know, regenerate uh, and to essentially perform the function and stay healthy. So there are people developing drugs known as senolytics that target this senescent cells. Um, and obviously the, the key question is, you know, do we see anything at the level of biological age uh, after, after these drugs are applied? And, you know, the reality is that it is very early days. Um, so there are, you know, very, very few clinical studies uh, that have been like performing this, and to my knowledge, 
uh, still there hasn't been like an assessment of the impact of that uh, in biological age as measured using epigenetics. Uh, but obviously, it's something that we are very much interested in. And obviously, you know, beyond senolytics, there are all the things like, you know, metformin, uh, rapamycin, etc., uh, which are very promising uh, anti-aging drug candidates uh, that, you know, people are starting to, to study now and, and try to apply them in the context of aging. Dr. Seeds, has anybody taken a person who's been on rapamycin, which you and I are fans are because it's, it's not continuous, or even like long-term metformin use in healthy individuals, not in, in diabetic individuals, and just done uh, you know uh, a, a, a plug biopsy on them to see if uh, before and after there are less uh, synolytic cells in their, in their tissue? Uh, so, so the not specifically like that. Um, it's been looked at from the oncology side of looking at, uh, at, at how it can stop because because it it, it works a different way uh, in a tumor cell, but um, let's just say for general purposes, no. And and let's go back to what Danny said that this is what so so this is what we believe. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the basis of of everything we're doing now. This is we believe this is what aging is. We believe this is what disease is. Is this buildup of senescent cells? And this is why this is so incredible with the with Testing. the uh, research yeah. the research that we're moving forward with now because and I I I hope you don't let me steal your thunder here, uh, Danny. But the the other work that uh, that has recently been done where where you guys were were looking at single cell at stem cell right at stem cell epigenetic changes is where the key is and because the stem cell is so important in reviving the process of senescence and the more information we have on single cell changes that's where it's going and this is what's so beautiful about chronomics is these guys i mean we're all about looking into the future of where what are the next steps and where we go and and senescence is everything and to being able to tell how we can stop or slow down either by modulating senescence or eliminating senescence to some degree um, through the immune system and through you know you know through what your body can do. This is where it's all going to come together. And and I I mean I I got fifty thousand studies in my brain right now with with where where we're going with everything here. It's just a matter of Danny and these guys know they got to keep up with me because we got a lot to do. We got a lot to change in this world. And, and, but, but these guys are brilliant. And this, this uh, stem cell stuff is, is beyond. Um, but let me go one more step here. I think we need to make something very clear and I'm going to let Danny take it from here. I think the most important, one of the most important things when we look at this and we look at the responsibility of what are we doing with looking at our epigenetics and this data is I would like Danny to explain the measures they've taken to protect this data for the individual because to me that was one of the most important things I looked at and yeah. I, I, yeah. I I I think we sh- we need to talk about that. You mean privacy? Like 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 everybody's worried that did twenty three and me that then when they were sold to some pharmaceutical company that all that data was going to go and be used somewhere. That's what you're talking about, right, Doctor Seeds? Yes. So Danny, Danny- speak to that. Yeah, absolutely. So obviously at Chronomics, you know, part of our core values is really 
that the, the end user, so, you know, you own your own data and you're in absolute control of it. Uh, so that's what we believe. Uh, and for that, you know, we have uh, basically stuff put in place so to ensure, you know, maximum data privacy and, and security. And it's not only that we say it, it's also that that is the legal framework under which we operate. So we are a European company. Uh, and in Europe, we have the most comprehensive and protective law in the world for data protection and data privacy for the end user is known as GDPR. Um, so what this means is that, and the whole purpose of this, as I said, is to put the end consumer in absolute control of the data. So you own your data. We store it for you. We give access to it for you, but you own it. And you decide what is going to be done with, with your data. So in that sense, you know, the way that it works with Chronomics is that, uh, you know, when you use our services, uh, you have a very, very, uh, you know, concise consent that we're giving us for how we can use uh, that data. So we can only use that data for giving you product and services and to do internal research always with the data completely anonymized uh, in order to keep improving our product and give you, you know, new stuff and new biomarkers. So if at any point, for example, let's say that Chronomics wanted to do a study with a university uh, where we wanted to use part of that anonymized data, then every one of our users uh, will need to give explicit opt-in consent for that to happen. So That's what so that cool. means is that, you know, like it's completely, it's completely control. You're in absolute charge of it. And if at any time you want to contribute, for example, for, you know, research, uh, then you can opt-in for that for that purpose if you wish uh, so this gives you really absolute first of all absolute control about how your data is being used uh, and also uh, you know a way to ensure that that is secure uh, and that you can access it whenever whenever you want how does that compare to HIPAA Dr. Seeds this is a step above HIPAA this is this is more that's actually Europe has more stringent rules than we have here in the US with HIPAA Interesting. That's a very significant, that's a very significant yeah. point to bring up, and and I and that's something that's you know the American companies here. That's the problem we're plagued with here in the United States is that the American companies have made deals with giving your data out to mm-hmm. people. I mean that's part of why that's why you that's what happens in the U.S. and 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 that was something very important to me to understand with this the core concepts of how this company was. Uh, founded and, and what they believed in. And I, I, mean, I, I think that says a lot right there. Dr. Seeds, uh, recently you and I were talking about a study that looked at CT scans of the brain in a low-carb environment, and it showed that the, uh, the, the aging of the brain can actually be reversed by a, by a low-carbohydrate diet. Do you think that uh, when we start to dig deeper into epigenetics, we're going to find, I mean, so, so much good research. Let me back up. I did my first show about um, glucose signaling and cell senescence in 2007 uh, with a scientist from Rutgers University. Um, Everything seems to trickle back to managing blood sugar levels when we talk about senescent cells. And that's what a lot of these metformin and these types of drugs seem to have an influence on. Um, Do you think that we're going to learn more or are we going to just validate that a low-carbohydrate uh, diet seems to produce better outcomes for humans? Well, I think we're just going to have more data to make decisions about 
again, it all comes down to the cell's ability to have the flexibility of choosing its substrate, whether it's fatty acid, glucose, or protein. And it and we are we are not at that level yet understanding how intelligent that cell is depending on its environment and how it utilizes the substrate at the time to take care of the needs of the cell. But, you know, grossly we know that improved use of, of the mitochondrial respiration with fatty acids and, um, and some glucose uh, through the, um, going through the mitochondria is the most efficient means of uh, producing ATP and NADH or NAD with the least amount of free radicals and those things that, you know, as it, as it becomes efficient. So all that, that's what that's all about in the brain, in the brain, it's, you know, it, it's, we've learned that, well, maybe there is real, we've learned all, a, a couple of things that the brain does utilize glucose that the brain has this potential of become insulin resistant outside of the body. And this is where all of this process has gone with ketone esters, why ketone esters have become so brilliant for brain disease, brain trauma, issues like that, because we can, we can bypass, right, the utilization of glucose initially while we start improving the efficiency of the cell. So the epigenetics, if we think about it, the epigenome is changed because of that. Cell senescence is present because of that. So we have now some real ways to validate right. so many things we could not follow before that are, are overwhelming. And, and let me just add this. Um, you know, so it, it, this is interesting because you, you know Betsy uh, uh, Yurth Yurth, so well. Yeah. Okay, Betsy is one of my esteemed colleagues, and Betsy and I always have incredible discussions about where are we going in the future. And, and this, is, this is what I, I think everybody w- should look at. It. And, and Betsy's headed down a brilliant pathway also. She's looking at the proteomic side, mm-hmm. right? What's the, what's the downstream part of the, uh, of the data? We're looking at the upstream part. They're bo- we're, we're both right. They're both the right patterns, but right. But this is kind of the hierarchy. This is the area where we're starting. But what the, the principal thing I wanted to make here was that we're all looking for the same thing. And the cool thing is we're going to have so much data coming at us that it, it's going to change yeah. the way we look at, at health, nutrition, medicine, um, at life. And, I, I, there's just not enough time in the day to talk about all the things we can, that we're going to move forward with. But, uh, you know, especially if, if, if Danny and I are allowed to keep talking, it's a bad thing. It's, we just, (laughs) (laughs) okay. I want to ask one more question. We're going to take a break. And when we come back from the break, we're going to talk about how to assess your risk of COVID-19 because that's available on the website too. So, there are people out there uh, claiming to have epigenetic testing, Daniel. How, how is this different? This, this is very different than anything else that's been available before, right? Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm happy to give you uh, some examples of what makes us different and what we think it is, you know, the most comprehensive epigenetic testing in the world. Um, so I think we discussed before a bit about the technology. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're the only company out there that, you know, is assessing both the quantity and the quality of the data with, with next generation sequencing. 
Uh, so you're de facto creating, you know, the most accurate epigenetic picture, if you wish, of yourself uh, available to date. Um, there are also aspects about, you know, this becoming because of the data that we're generating, uh, you know, the most cost efficient way to actually, you know, measure your epigenome. Uh, and this goes all around this idea of, of digital, digital twins, right? Creating, you know, a version of yourself where you start to collect more and more data, as Dr. Seed says, and being able to have a really accurate version of this. Um, the next thing is about what we actually give to people. So, you know, the rest of the other epigenetic tests out there, they're only offering biological age. Um, so we obviously offer biological age as well, but our vision is to go much beyond that. So we want to measure, as I said before, all the main risk factors for the development of things such as different types of cancer, type 2 diabetes, you know, neurodegenerative disease, cardiovascular disease. So these are all things that have common risk factors to them. And if you really want to do true preventative healthcare, you need to be able to measure these risk factors and act with specific interventions to reduce them and then have a way to track if that work or not. So we measure health and wellness uh, through, you know, what we call other epigenetic indicators. So, for example, we measure uh, your metabolic risk, uh, which obviously, you know, we, we discussed this a second ago, how important metabolism is in the context of, you know, epigenetics, but also your health. Uh, so we can detect at the epigenetic level what is your metabolic risk. Uh, and that is obviously very associated with things such as, you know, metabolic syndrome, type 2 diabetes, etc. Uh, we can also quantify exposures to a specific factors. So we can quantify how your body is reacting to your alcohol consumption. We can quantify how your body has been exposed to the chemicals found in, in tobacco and air pollution. Uh, and these are all things that, you know, really measuring yourself at the molecular level. So... You know, and, and all these things are different types of or different sources of risk that eventually uh, can lead to, to different type of, of diseases. So by quantifying this and going beyond, uh, you know, age associated risk, which is what the biological age, uh, you know, biomarker is doing, uh, we can get a very comprehensive view of our health uh, and also a way to quantify the specific interventions that will work for each one of those things. And yes, to say, obviously, we keep doing a lot of R&D, a lot of you know, scientific research. Uh, we're really excited about bringing forward, you know, the field. And that's the reason why, you know, with this data set, we keep expanding in the biomarkers that we offer. Uh, so we're the only company out there that is really trying to push the limits of what is possible uh, with epigenetic data in terms of biomarkers. Uh, and yeah, so you guys know, we're really, for example, interested in mental health, uh, you know, and obviously in specifics about, about diet and exercise, sleep, et cetera, et cetera. So there is much more, uh, coming out. And the good news is that because you collected this very accurate, you know, picture of your epigenome, you can also retrospectively go back and look at these things right. and as more and more things are being discovered. So and, and I, that retrospective thing is huge, Carl. I know being able to go back and say, oh, we learned this. Now let's go look at your situation. Uh, I'm hoping it's Casey because he has Casey and Alicia tomorrow. But I think Casey is <laughs> the one who listens to the show. He says, uh, basically, uh, are these uh, reports self-interpretable, or do I have to bring it to a doctor and pay a doctor to tell me what the report says? Yeah, so we've done a lot of work, obviously, to bring this to, to the people. And, you know, the platform that we have for, for consumers, for the users, so you basically just log in, register, and then you will be able to access all your results uh, online. And, you know, it's self it's self-explanatory, so we've made a lot of effort to explain, 
you know, what this means, what this is, uh, and, you know, to make sure that people get all the value out of, uh, out of these insights. Uh, and there is also the possibility to, to share this, for example, with your doctor uh, or your coach uh, if you want to, you know, add additional insights into it. And we also provide training to a lot of this, like, uh, you know, coaches and doctors, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, both options are, are possible, but essentially, uh, you know, you can, you can just go and, and do it and see your results by yourself. See, and that's important. I, I would rather be able to go to my doctor and say, you need to know this about me than handing it to him and say, tell me what this says. So I, I like that because you can influence how your doctor treats you. But you don't need your doctor to interpret it. That's the bottom line, right? That's right, yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, the, it's always better, I think, if you have someone that, that guides you through it. Uh, it's always going to be, you know, better to have a second opinion in the way that you interpret it. Uh, and that's why, you know, we work a lot through, through clinics and, you know, different doctors, etc. But you can access the, you know, the report and just understand uh, you know, the key things and the main insights as by yourself. Yeah. Okay. That, that's, Carl, really that's, that's, yes. actually, that's actually what we're going to do through our site, through the seeds MD is we're going to be there to help everybody with this. We're going to make this simple. This is, this is a relationship that's going to continue and move forward in many different ways. So we're ready. So, and, and Casey says, uh, yes, that's what he was hoping to hear. So that's wonderful. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping to hear too. But that's nice to know that we're going to have support. So I want to put a couple things up here. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about how the site can help you determine your own risk for COVID-19. So two things I'm going to show you. <clears throat> you can get 70% off of the normal price for this lab work uh, by going to chronomics, C-H-R-O-N-O-M-I-C-S dot com slash D-R hyphen seeds for Dr. Seeds. Uh, that it represents 70% off, brings you down to $299. It's only available to the first 500 people that take advantage. Now, keep in mind, this show, once it hits the podcast network, it stays out there for years. So don't give up because there may be people who didn't decide to take advantage of it. There may be a few more slots. But first 500 people only, $299. And then also, uh, as we go into uh, talk about... Uh, COVID-19, I'm going to share a blog post uh, from Dr. Seeds' website, uh, a different way of looking at uh, protecting yourself against uh, this, uh, this virus. We're going to take a quick commercial break. Stay tuned. We shall be right back. P3OM uses a patented natural process to upgrade a well-researched probiotic strain that doubles every 20 minutes once inside your body. The patent proves this strain is proteolytic, meaning it digests protein. It's antiviral, antiretroviral. It eliminates pathogens and waste and is maintainable in the human digestive system. What it does better than any other strain is fight the bad guys, bugs like parasites, viruses, and other pathogens in your gut, and it doesn't require refrigeration. If you suffer from bloating, indigestion, or you need extra protection from viruses, a.k.a. bad bacteria, then I'd suggest trying this super single-strain probiotic proven to wipe out the bad bacteria. Go to p3om.com slash shr to get a 10% discount with coupon code shr and free shipping on all products. That's p3, the letter O, M, forward slash shr. 
Quest Nutrition makes bars, cookies, chips, and pizzas out of complete dairy-based proteins. Our products minimize net carbs and sugar without sacrificing taste. Each delicious chocolate-flavored chip, cookie chunk, and crunchy crumble is custom-made to maintain Quest macros. It's time to enjoy foods that work for you, not against you. It's time to enjoy your Quest. Do you remember those delicious toaster pastries you had when you were a kid? You know, the rectangular sugar-filled snacks? Well, guess what? Legendary Foods has just made low-carb toaster pastry. This is the first of its kind, and honestly, these things are amazing. They have three to four net carb, less than one gram of sugar, and nine grams of protein. You can eat them right out of the wrapper or lightly toast them. The only question is, which flavor? Strawberry or brown sugar cinnamon? They're available at eatlegendary.com and Amazon. New Mass Pro Synthogen X2 just upped its own legendary game. To distance itself even further from the rest of the pack, Synthogen X2 now has double the key active ingredients. If you've ever wondered what steroid-like recovery feels like, Synthogen X2 delivers. See why others compare it favorably to powerful bodybuilding drugs at Synthogen.com. Mass Pro Synthogen. When you train with it, you'll gain with it. Redcon One is one of the fastest growing supplement companies in the world today. That's because they produce supplements that deliver on their promises. From their flagship pre-workout Total War to their innovative whole food MREs and bars. Now you can get the deepest discount ever offered to any audience anywhere. Use code SHR and get 25% off all Redcon One products today. SHR and 25% off. Go to redcon1.com. That's R E D C O N, the number one.com. Are you still on the fence about body protection complex BPC oral from drseeds.com? Listen to Maggie Kuhn, one of the owners of the Sea Bus Lifting Company, Jim, in Columbus, Ohio. I had been having some nagging tendon issues that weren't injuries, just, just things that were annoying. You know, I'm 58 years old, so just older tendon kind of issues. For us powerlifters, you know, we really don't stop training when we have just nagging issues. We just kind of keep pushing through. And I started the BPC. What I noticed was I was doing doing some heavy tricep stuff that um, that would have killed me um, before when I had an elbow problem, and I was able to do this with literally no pain at all. Go to drseeds.com, D-R-S-E-E-D-S.com. Use coupon code SHR and save 20% off your bottle of BPC Body Protection Complex today. This is the Superhuman Channel, where we use oxygen for the power of good. Welcome back. So a couple things. First of all, if you go to the URL for the product, for the uh, testing, which is uh, chronomics.com forward slash doctor hyphen seeds, dr hyphen seeds, you can actually test by answering some questions, evaluate your own risk uh, to contract COVID-19. Daniel, explain this. Uh, How does it work? What is it? What is it based on? Yeah, so obviously, you know, it's it's early days in how we understand this disease and, and this infection. Um, but we know that there are, you know, certain risk factors that predispose you to, you know, either get more infected or, you know, if you get infected, recover successfully from that, from that uh, infection. And, you know, some of these factors are things like, you know, your age, your sex, uh, pre-existing conditions such as cardiovascular disease, hypertension, diabetes, etc., uh, so what you can do with this questionnaire uh, very quickly is to determine, you know, in which category of risk you are and also learn more about, 
you know, what you can do, what you can do about it and understand a bit better, you know, the type of measures that you can do to, to avoid, uh, COVID-19. Uh, so it's, it's about, you know, making people understand if, if they are in a risk, uh, you know, in a, in a risk category and also, uh, you know, what they can do to, uh, to try to, to avoid it. And then, Dr. Seed, you just wrote an interesting article. And then we got another question from Casey Morrow. I want to bring it up here because it's going to be it's, – it's, it's one I didn't think of, and we're probably going to see more like this. You have a blog at seeds.md forward slash blog that talks about a very simple ingredient that most of us have in our cupboard uh, that actually has the potential to help protect uh, against the replication of this virus, right? Yeah, it's just a very simple, quick um, introduction for people that don't understand or, or don't have the knowledge of uh, acid-based metabolism of the cell and understanding redox of a cell and just some of the very simple things that in your cabinet you have the potential of utilizing sodium bicarbonate to help maybe give you a leg up on on potentially stopping what happens in the cell with viral replication. And, you know, what most people don't realize is that this American diet, the things that we do here in the U.S. is you're kind of already set up to be in a low-grade metabolic acidosis. And and we've we've proven that. We've known that since the late 70s. And, and this is a way that you can actually do something to help, again, that cell efficiency that you so desperately need when this process starts, uh, you know, taking hold. And, and what's amazing about this, Carl, is I've, um, so I, I've released this through the IPS, through our thousands of docs, and I'm getting so many messages right now, especially some, uh, our people in New York City that are, they're just doing what they can to use bicarb, and we're turning people around with fevers, cough, um, chest pain that, you know, can't get tested, but within 24 to 72 hours, we're helping people. And, and you know what? Are there more sophisticated ways? Absolutely. But you know what? In times of need and something specific like this that's happening in the world. And accessibility. Access, not everybody has oh. access to thymus and alpha-1, you know? Well, yeah, the peptides is a whole nother deal. But this is something everybody can take advantage of. Because as you know, we know in the sports world, Bicarb is a very powerful. Uh, uh, it's a very powerful ergogenic. Um, ergogenic. Yeah, absolutely. We yeah. know it. We've proven it, and we've made all the mistakes with it. And and the literature is vast in that. But you know, it's it, it, there's just not enough time to talk about it. But I go through some things to help people maybe potentially understand what they can do. So Casey. Um Wants to get it for three people in his family. He said, even at the 70% off, that's $1,000. Is there a way to contact them about payment options? He claims that he's already reached out to the site. I don't know that anybody you're going to reach, Casey, knows about this special deal. Uh, they may even be confused about it. Now, I know Daniel is a scientist, and he's not the business guy. But um, is there anything we can do for people who want to have their entire family tested? I mean, I know we're already down in the dirt with this um, payment options or anything like that. Maybe, Daniel, you can pose that question uh, to the administration people and, and, and get an answer, and I'll promote it on the show in the next day or so. Because I, I have a feeling, you know, 
we all love our family, right? I'm not going to do this by myself without doing it for Elisa. I'm like, no, no, I'm going to do this. You, you go get your own. So we're going to end up having people who have to, they want to have their entire family tested because this is a ridiculously cheap price for this. This is like stupid cheap. And like I said, it's 500 and it's over. Um, so maybe we could get some answers for people who want to buy multiple units. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously, I'm not in a position at the moment to, to you know, uh, say that for sure. And as you said, I'm the science guy, so I'm just interested in, you know, giving this test to as many people as we can and, you know, improving health span. That's that's my goal. Um, but I think in that sense, it's probably easier, yeah, to contact us actually, yeah, through our through our site. Uh, and there we will have people that will be able to, to help you with uh, with your question. Very, very exciting stuff. I, I am really excited. You know, I, I got to tell you something. I was talking to Ron Penner the other day, and, he, you know, he he's always amazed by the fact that this show just keeps producing more and more great content. And he said, I know what it is. He says, it's you're, you're, so in, you're still inquisitive. But I'm inquisitive for very selfish reasons. I have my demons that I want to fix, and I believe I can fix them. And today's show has given me new optimism because right now the way I'm trying to fix things is, you know, is a, I'll try this and, and see what happens. I'll try that and see what happens. I'll try this and see what happens. And maybe the thing I really need to be trying isn't even on my radar. So I'm, I, this, I, I really find that this is a, a, a discussion of, of hope and change because maybe we'll actually – be able to get some answers. Look at this. Michelle Canella Melton said she just ordered one. Thanks. <laughs> so there you go. It's going to ha- I'm telling you. It, I, my nipples are hard. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Bill is Bill's like, "Oh my god, why did I come on this guy's show today?" <laughs> He's covering his face. <laughs> hey, look, you get me, you get all of me. That's the way it is. All right, so look, this is exciting. Take advantage of it while it lasts. Uh, go to chronomics, C-H-R-O-N-O-M-I-C-S dot com slash D-R hyphen seeds. And uh, that is the place uh, to get your testing done at $299 for a small while. That's it. You'll see. The test is normally $1,048. I mean, this is, uh, this is a real offer. And uh, I'm excited about it. Guys, thank you so much for being here today and talking about this. Thank you for having us. Yes, and we'll see, great. we'll see you again, okay? Thank you. And uh, we'll see All everybody right, tomorrow. Fantastic. We have uh, Renew Life Rx tomorrow, so don't miss that. Uh, and we'll see you. And I think we have a pep talk this Friday. I'm trying to set it up right now. Lots of great shows. Share, share, share the shows, and let's change the world, really. See you tomorrow.